Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. And you know, I haven't mentioned it lately, but do pass the word about this time together. Share with your friends and your family and your enemies, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but encourage them to join us here on the podcast. We've had some new uh, listeners of late. And that's the way that people find out. It's just by word of mouth. And so um, we're in the Gospel of Mark now, and we're in the third chapter of Mark. So let's just jump in here because there's some interesting things to see here. First verse says this, he, that's Jesus, entered again into a synagogue, and a man was there whose hand was withered. So Jesus comes into a synagogue again, okay? We're about to find out in the next verse that it's on the Sabbath, and you see something here that all, uh, maybe all of, many of these accounts we've seen at this point in time are centered around the Sabbath, that Jesus was doing things on the Sabbath, and that the religious rulers, the religionists, were trying, uh, by this point in time, to question him, at least, if not entrap him, because he was starting to develop this following. People were being amazed by him, and they didn't know what to do, these religious rulers. So he comes in the synagogue, and he's, there's a man there whose hand was withered. Now, if this were in the temple in Jerusalem, that man would not have been allowed to be in. Anybody with an infirmity or anything, they were kept outside the temple proper. Okay, Here, a synagogue, which was just a, a, uh, the local teaching area, the local place where the uh, Jewish people would gather together, perhaps there would be a withered um, a man with a withered hand, someone with a physical problem. But I'm thinking more than likely not. If anything, they're going to be kept out in the hall against the back door there or something like that. But apparently, well, let's just read this and you'll see. Verse 2, they were watching him to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. So that's what I was speaking about. They, who's they? The religious rulers. They were watching Jesus to see if he would heal this man <coughs> on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. They wanted to accuse Jesus. So they have this man with a withered hand. Personally, I think he was a plant. I think that they got the man with a withered hand. I think they brought him into the synagogue. I think they put him up front in front of everybody from what we're about to see here and to where they could watch Jesus, where Jesus could not ignore this man, to where it was really obvious that we have someone here that has a physical infirmity and that needs a touch of God and healing. And then let's just see what Jesus does because it's the Sabbath. Verse 3. Jesus says to the man with a, with a withered hand, hey, get up and come forward. So Jesus sees him, and he tells him not to get in the back, not to leave. How dare you be here among all of us who are full of body? No, no, he says, come here, get up, come up here. So Jesus, again, just doubles down on the thing, brings him up in front of everybody. And he said to them, well, who's to them? That's probably referring back to the they who were watching him to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. It's the religious rulers, the ones that wanted to accuse Jesus, the ones that wanted to set him up. So he looks to them and he says this, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save a life or to kill? But they kept silent. 
So he had already encountered them, you know, with, is it lawful to glean the grain, right? So he knew their mindset. He knew what was going on. So now he's asking them, hey, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? Well, the unanswered answer is, yes, it's lawful to do good. Or is it lawful to do harm on the Sabbath? Well, you're not to do harm any time, much less on the Sabbath. So what did he mean by doing harm? <clears throat> he meant it in this way. If you're able to do good and you do not do it, then you're doing harm. Is it lawful to save a life or to kill? If you're able to save a life and you don't, then you're doing harm and you're literally killing. If you're able to save a life on a Sabbath and you don't, and because you say, oh, it's the Sabbath, I can't do it, and they die, is that right? And you say, well, we don't encounter that kind of stuff today. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, gosh, don't, don't even get me started on this thing. For the most part, we in the Western world, in the Western church, the way that we communicate the kingdom of God and the gospel is abhorrent. It's horrible. It's not biblical at all. And it's like we want to come on and say, well, you have to align this up and, and align yourself with our understanding of everything, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, before we will consider you be right before God. It's just a modern-day pharisaical form of keeping the Sabbath, of keeping the religionist. Well, the religious rulers knew what Jesus was saying. They did a wise thing. They kept silent. Verse 5, and after looking around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored. Now think about this. Jesus says this to them. Is it lawful to do good or do harm on the Sabbath, to save a life or to kill? The next verse, we get an idea of the tone that he said that with. Because it says, after looking around at them with anger. Jesus is looking at them with anger. He knew that they were using this man. He knew that they were using him to set him up. He knew that they did not care about his status and his well-being. He knew all this, and he was angry about it. And then his anger was also based on the fact that he was grieved. He was grieved at the hardness of their heart. Their hearts were that hard. They just didn't care. All they wanted to do was to accuse Jesus. They wanted to trip up Jesus. They wanted to devalue Jesus. They wanted to entrap Jesus. That is all they cared about. And that hardness of heart, it doesn't matter if you use somebody. People are disposable. We see this in the world today in just horrific ways, but we also see it within the supposed professing church. So he looks at So what does Jesus do? He just says to the man, stretch out your hand. And you say, well, okay, what's the big deal with that? <laughs> well, think about that. You're saying to a man with a withered hand to stretch out your hand. The very fact that it's withered means that he can't stretch it. It's unstretchable. So he says to the man, stretch out your hand. Notice that the man has to do something. He has to believe. He has to believe that he can stretch out his hand. Isn't that amazing? You know how it is. If you've ever slept the wrong way and your arm's sort of crooked and you wake up or your neck is and you can't hardly move, can you imagine having a withered hand and all of a sudden being told to stretch out your hand? He could have sat there, well, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that, I just can't do that. But guess what? He stretched it out and his hand was restored. 
So does that mean that he started stretching and that that restoration started occurring because he believed? Well, perhaps. Does it mean that it was already restored and he, that he stretched out because of the restoration? It can be interpreted either way, but both are true. He stretched out his hand and it was restored. Well, how do you think those religion people responded? Well, you don't have to think about it. You can read the next verse. The Pharisees went out and immediately began conspiring with the Herodians against Jesus as to how they might destroy him. See, at the beginning right here, they just wanted to accuse him. At the end of this right here, now they want to destroy him. They wanted to accuse him according to their religious rules. Okay, You can't harvest that grain on the Sabbath. But now they're going to get down and even dirtier. Now they're conspiring with the Herodians. They're conspiring with a political party now. And the political party and the relig religionists are going to start working hand in glove so that they might destroy Jesus. Remember what Jesus says, hey, don't be shocked when things happen to you because remember it happened to me likewise. Let those who have ears hear. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.